The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. Welcome into Stacking the Box. I am Matt Bergeram alongside Josh Hill as always, and we have plenty to get to. Week four of the preseason coming up, but let's face it, nobody cares about week four of the preseason because for the most part, all the backups are in, all the starters are out, and all the rosters are pretty much decided except for about four or five spots on a couple of different rosters per bubble player. So the main thing we have to get to, I don't think it comes as a surprise to anybody. No. Uh, Andrew Luck. And normally I'd say, well, we're three days off this story. We've probably missed it. Well, I don't think we've missed it. There's a story that's going to go on for a long time. And there's a lot to get to. We're not so much going to talk about the fact that he's retired. Everybody knows that. But where do the Colts go from here? This was a team that if you looked at Vegas' odds prior to his retirement, Mm -hmm. they had the third best odds in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl, right behind New England and Kansas City. Look, I'm not as low on the Colts. You're in a division with Bill O'Brien, a favorite of the show. Jacoby Brissett, he came, he, this isn't the first time he's been a starter. I mean, he also started during uh, Tom Brady's suspension season mm. a couple of years ago, which is kind of why we, he was put on the map initially. There'll be three former Patriots from that season, all starting quarterbacks. Garoppolo in San Francisco, Brady in New England, obviously, and Brissett in Indianapolis. Yeah. All three of them starting quarterbacks. So... But as far as what the Colts are concerned, I, I think that they'll be fine. We mentioned before the way that things in the offseason maybe propel a team or hold them back. I have confidence in Frank Reich as a head coach. He did this before in Philadelphia. He wasn't the head coach, but Carson Wentz goes down. Up comes Nick Foles. Reich was a big part of that. It's kind of why Reich is a head coach now. For sure. Take away the Josh McDaniels stuff. But Reich's a head coach. He would have been a head coach somewhere if it wasn't yes, Indianapolis. no question. So... I don't think that they're going to the Super Bowl. I think that that's lofty. I would say if they they, they could make the wild card, maybe not win the division, but I think that the season's going to be pretty all right for the Colts. I still think they can win the division. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have any shot at going to the Super Bowl, but I do no, think they can. God, no. I, I think they can win the division. Look, I, the Colts now have to temper expectations. I mean, so obviously not the organization, but yeah. but the the fan base does because without luck, they're not an elite team. Luck is going to be. For them, or was for them, like like Mahomes is for Kansas City, like mm-hmm. Brady is for New England. He's an eraser of other holes on the roster. He's so good, it doesn't matter maybe if your linebackers aren't that good. It doesn't matter if, if you only have one elite receiver because he's good enough to make you look like you have two. Brissett is not that guy. Now, here's the good news for the Colts. Jacoby Brissett is largely and almost universally viewed in the NFL as one of the best backups. Is he luck? No. He comes into a team with a couple of good tight ends in Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. 
a very good offensive line. He comes in with, with T.Y. Hilton on the outside, Paris Campbell, who they really like, their second-round pick. Now, he's been a little banged up this offseason, but hopefully he rounds into form. They have Devin Funches, who they signed on the one-year deal. He'll give him some depth. The defense should be better. Look, I think ultimately, I still think they're better than Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. I could make a pretty good case of better than Tennessee. And I would say that they're better than Tennessee. And Houston, look, Houston probably has more talent. But if Jadavian Clowney isn't there, if they trade him, that defense is J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, kind of Bernardrick McKinney, <laughs> and eight guys off the street. And the other problem is, when you look at Houston, is who's standing on the sideline. Lamar Miller, he's gone to torn ACL. Yep. Okay. Their offensive line are you, me, and three road cones. Like, so... I think Indianapolis could still win that division. Now, again, I don't think they're going far in the playoffs. I don't think they're as good as Kansas City, New England, Los Angeles. I don't I don't even know if I think they're as good as Pittsburgh. In fact, I don't. If you had Ben Roethlisberger and Jacoby Brissett in a playoff game, mm-hmm. I'm taking Big Ben. But I think the Colts are better than people realize. I don't think it's time to just throw dirt on them completely. You reminded me of the quarterback situation. So let's, let's boil this down to comparing the quarterback situation in the AFC South. Jacoby Brissett's not Andrew Luck. Like, Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck. He's a... That's part of the tragedy of him retiring so early is because he was supposed to be all of these things, one of which is like maybe a two-decade quarterback in the NFL. And we only got, what, like seven, eight, nine years out of him? Oh, yes, seven. Wasn't that much. Seven. Seven. And if that, he only played 86 of like 112 Right, he missed one whole season, missed another half a season. If we're looking at the quarterbacks in the AFC South, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. AJ McCarron is the backup in Houston. So no thank you there. That's no way to live. Tennessee has Marcus Mariota, your favorite quarterback. Yeah. And then Ryan Tannehill, who might win that starting job. That's incredible. I'm telling you right now, before that season's out, he is starting for that team. Yeah. He's been, I mean, look, I'm sure we'll get eight more other reviews, you know, (laughs) stacking the box, talking bad about the Titans. What do you want from me? I don't care about the preseason. I know some people have even written all these 10 to 20. Look, okay, it's a little footnote. It's not a big deal, but... The one thing that does matter with, with Mariota... Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan. But it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Okay, there's no room for error this year. Mm-hmm. He's on a one-year contract for all intents and purposes. playing out yeah. his rookie deal. Okay, he, has, he has nothing going for it. And, of course, you could tag him, whatever. But he is right now set to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Him playing very mediocre football in the, in the preseason is only heightening that anxiety of, well, is, is he any good? First year offensive coordinator Arthur Smith taking over for Matt LaFleur. Like, is, is he any good? They're at Cleveland week one. They don't have Taylor Lillon, their first four games at left tackle. That's a big nope. deal. He's suspended. Week two, they get the Colts at home. They start the season 0 and 2, and he doesn't play well. I'm telling you, Ryan Tannehill, you're going to hear people screaming from the rooftops in Tennessee. If they lose and he doesn't play well, mm-hmm. he's gone. But to your point, look, you can make an argument Percet might be the second best quarterback in that division. I don't know what I'm getting out of Foles in Jacksonville. No. I mean, I forgot to mention Foles in Jacksonville. He was really good in Philly. He wasn't good with the Rams. I don't know what you're getting there. It's D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. And then it's guys. Marquise Cole's coming back from a torn ACL. Keelan Cole, I don't even know if he's going to be a guy who sees significant snaps. He makes the team. Yeah. Dante Moncrief is gone. He's in Pittsburgh. You, you know, TJ Yeldon, who used to catch the ball to the backfield for them, he's gone. Mm-hmm. You got Leonard Fournette okay. They have no tight end. 
I don't know what I'm getting out of Foles. I could make a very compelling case that Brissett ends up having the second best year of any quarterback in that division. Yeah, I'm rooting for Brissett too because it's kind of a situation that, you know, he didn't ask for this. I don't know if the clip that went around, that went viral uh, over the weekend of uh, this is when Andrew Luck tells Jacoby yeah. Brissett he's retiring, yeah. if that was actually what he was saying. But that's kind of the reaction that he has. He's like, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the guy now. Like, But granted, he's done it before. Also in Jacksonville, if Nick Foles goes down, are you ready for Gardner Minshew? Nobody's ready for that. Mar- Gardner the Minshew, least of the which Gardner Minshew. East, East Carolina's finest. How do these teams find these guys to be backup quarterbacks? I don't know. It's incredible. I mean, your, your starting quarterback is a backup quarterback. It's Nick Foles. Yeah, so, borderline. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so we got all that going on in uh, Indianapolis. Yep. Down in Dallas, Zeke Elliott. What's going on here? Well, <laughs> nothing currently, <laughs> right? Nothing's I don't going know. on. No, look, the reality is they're at an impasse, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of sniping and a lot of almost frivolous sniping. You know, you, Jerry says, Zeke who? Well, then Zeke's camp fights back. Oh, that, you know, we didn't find that funny. Oh, come on. Come on. I mean, he's joking around. Who cares? Now, you could say, well, it's not the time and the place. All right, fine. But are we really, are we that petty? He was kidding. I, I don't think that, that, that Pollard in Dallas is going to be replacing Zeke Elliott. He's had a fine preseason, but let's be real. Um, the, the bottom line is Dallas wants to sign him mm-hmm. around the Le'Veon Bell money. We've talked about this. Everything I understand is that that's where he wants to come in. I had one source emphatically tell me, just a league source not who, who's observing from the outside, who said, look, he's going to get paid more than girl. He has to get paid more than girl. He's better than him, and that's the the top of the mark right now at the running back position. The problem is, and the Cowboys aren't alone in feeling this way, they feel, and a lot of teams feel around the NFL, that that Todd Gurley contract shouldn't even be looked upon as the top benchmark because it was so ludicrous and it mm-hmm. was signed that no team wants to even go near that kind of a, of a commitment for a running back. But – Zeke doesn't care about that, and his agent Rocky Babino doesn't care about that because that contract does exist. And right now, Zeke has two years left on his deal. When Gurley signed that contract, he had two years left on his. And so they're saying, hey, look, same situation. Our guy's better. Russian champ two out of three years. Mm-hmm. We got to get paid like Gurley because we're in the same spot and the cap's gone up since. And the Cowboys are saying, are you kidding me? Have you seen what's going on with Todd Gurley right now? We're not doing that. I still think the best way for them to go about it is to tear up his rookie deal if they're going to sign a new contract. Is to tear up the rookie deal, pay him a big chunk up front right now because they got the cap space this year and next, and then have a sliding scale backwards so that by the time they get to year three, year four of that thing, yeah. they can cut him if they have to. The other side of it is don't sign him to an extension and just say, you know what? You want to miss game checks? You go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Because our first three games are the Giants, Redskins, and the Dolphins. You want to miss three games, checks? That's cool. We'll go, go three and out. We won't even play a running back in those games and go three and out. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm waiting him out. And if he's willing to miss three game checks, then maybe it's time to come back to the table. But until then, I'd try to get Dak finished mm-hmm. and then go from there. Who plays first this season, if at all? Zeke Elliott or Melvin Gordon? Zeke. Zeke. Because because the Cowboys want to sign him. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, are, the Cowboys are offering from reports. Basically, Zeke uh, is getting the, the Le'Veon Bell offer. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I think I think they want to sign him, and he wants to be back. There. He can't accrue a year of free agency now, so he also doesn't oh. have that going for him either, right? The Gordon thing, I don't understand. From and, and I'm not breaking any news here, but from multiple sources in the league, everybody I've asked in the league, what do you think? He's crazy. He has no leverage. They're never paying him what he wants. I mean, that that is just over and over and over. So yeah. if he ends up getting what he wants, me and just about everybody else who follows this league is going to be dead wrong. 
The Chargers reportedly made an offer to him about $10 million a year. He declined that. That's fine. I understand why. Probably figures you can get more on the open market. But he's not an elite player. Mm-mm. He's a very good player, and, he, and he's valuable to them. But they have Austin Eckler. They have Justin Jackson. They've got a good offense around that that nucleus in the running back spot. So I think if you're if you are the Chargers, you're going, okay, well, we've got a million other guys to sign next year, the year after. Don't forget Phillip Rivers is a free agent after this year. Yeah. And he's 38 years old in December. The point of that, he's probably not signing a four-year deal. It's probably going to be <laughs> like a two-year deal. It's hard to shrink the cap hit on short deals. Mm-hmm. So if it's a two-year, sixty million dollar deal, well, guess what? You're not. That's not one of those things where oh, but it's only a ten million dollar hit. Yeah, it's going to be a thirty million dollar hit. I don't think he's getting signed to a long term deal. I think Gordon is going to be sitting out for a long time. Yeah, and that's the key difference too. Is if Melvin Gordon sits out, it's Austin Eckler. Yep, and it's and he's good. He's a good yeah. player. If Zeke Elliott sits out, it's Darius Jackson. Well, oh, it's him and it's Pollard. Pollard. Who, who they and then love, Alfred Morris still. is somewhere on there. He's toiling away in the background. Alfred Morris is collecting checks. Yeah. And okay. good for him. But that's your three-headed running back attack if he doesn't play. So that's the key difference here is Zeke Elliott is, and I think you said it on one of the other pods we were talking about, I think he's like positionally the most valuable player. If, you, if you're going by position, right? he's a top running back. He deserves to get paid. And also, I mean, to – bookend on the Andrew Luck thing. I mean, we're living in an era of player empowerment, which is good. Like the Antonio Brown thing, say what you will about the crazy helmet stuff because that's insane. The, the, the last thing that needs, that man needs is more power. Yeah, but he did. He was able to broker his way kind of out of Pittsburgh, maybe not into a better situation, but he got out of it. Le'Veon Bell sits out the entire season. Everybody's like, this is stupid. We're just going to replace you with James Conner, who's a great story. And, you know, a great running back, too. But he's not Le'Veon Bell. Because guess what the Steelers didn't do last year? Make the playoffs. All right? I mean, the Jets aren't necessarily going to make the playoffs with Le'Veon Bell. But because he's part of that system, you know, it's the same Nick Foles in Philly versus him in Jacksonville thing versus him in L.A. or wherever else he's played. He's part of the system. It's the system around you. So Zeke is in a position where he is a main part of that system. You could take Dak out of that offense you probably might have a downtick, but if you put somebody else, if you put Nick Foles in Dak's spot with you Zeke behind him, ton. you're not losing a ton. Yeah. Yep. Zeke is very, very important to the Cowboys offense. And he, I don't know. He deserves to get paid. Will he? I don't know. But, you know, no, Jerry I, likes the stars on the helmets. So. Jerry, Jerry loves the stars on the helmet and inside the helmet. Mm-hmm. There's no question. If there's any team that will pay a star, it's the Cowboys. Look, and I agree with your point. See, and, and that is another central difference. The Cowboys, if they don't have Zeke for a whole season, they're done. Oh yeah, at least offensively. And you could argue that their defense or their defense is good enough to to drive them to the playoffs, mm-hmm. but their offense would be anemic. Oh yeah, the Chargers without Melvin Gordon, like it's not it's not helping. Keen but Allen, Mike they, it's Philip Rivers. Yeah, like the offense revolves around Philip Rivers anyway. So the biggest thing that will be a loss for them. Is I I, I want to say, and I, I might be a little off on this, but Melvin Gordon had something like 250 touches last year, 260 something in that range. Um, don't hold me to that I might be a little bit off, but I don't have the numbers in front of me. But the the point is, that's good. whatever the number was. It was significant, obviously. It's going to have to be swallowed up now mm-hmm. by Eckler and Justin Jackson to yeah. an extent. And those guys have never carried the load. Mm-mm. How does that go? Eckler was terrific when he touched the ball 10 times a game. How good is he when he's touching it 10, 20 times a game, 25 times in a game? I don't because know. 
now you're putting that burden on guys. And we've, we've all seen it where guys are great as this complimentary player, but then they get that, that lead role they can't handle. It. Now maybe he can, maybe he's terrific, but it's just, it's something to monitor. Like, and what if he gets hurt? Mm-hmm. What if now all of a sudden you have no depth there? Cause I like Justin Jackson. I mean, fine. They can like him all they want, but we have no idea if Justin Jackson can play. No. So. All those things to keep in mind, but I, I think the Chargers and Gordon, that thing's going well into the season. That might even be the whole season, but it's at least going to be part of it. All right, Vern Ram, you are the NFL expert plugged in. You stay up late night, calls by the candlelight, <laughs> NFL GMs, players, agents. I'm just a doofus with a microphone who knows nothing. Educate me. Give me something straight from the source. What are you hearing out there in the NFL world? First of all, it's not candlelight. It's my Zippo lighter. I'm lighting <laughs> up my, light? my 19th <laughs> cigarette to stay up. Uh, yeah, I should get a clap. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, so first thing I want to touch on is is the Jadavion Clowney situation. Yeah. Okay, right before we recorded this podcast, which is on Tuesday afternoon, uh, word kind of came out that Jadavion Clowney fired his longtime agent, Bus Cook. Bus Cook, one of the biggest agents in the game. He represents Miles Garrett, Cam Newton, famously represents Brett Favre. So Cook's big time. Mm-hmm. This isn't an instance of Clowney just firing some nobody who is like you know who maybe knew him in college and, yeah. and has one representation in the NFL. Bus Cook's big. He cans him. Aaron Wilson, who is a terrific reporter out of the Houston Chronicles, reporting that the Dolphins have a lot of interest, but Clowney doesn't necessarily have interest. The Eagles and the Seahawks are where Clowney would like to go. Naturally, now Eagles would have to do some cap maneuvering. Seahawks, I don't believe, would have to. Here's what's interesting, and then I'll get to the inside part of this. Because the Texans did not trade him by July 15th, which was the deadline for them to secure a long-term deal with Clowney before the end of this period here, because they didn't do that, they cannot sign him to a long-term deal before the end of this upcoming season. That also applies to any team that trades for him. So let's let's just say Seattle trades for him. Okay. Okay. Seattle cannot sign him long-term until after the season. Now, what if Clowney goes out and has 15 sacks this year? If you're him, are you signing long-term for free agency? Why would you? The risk is gone. You're not going to get hurt. The season's over. If you have a terrible year, if he has six sacks and he gets hurt, something like that, unfortunate, then all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where maybe the Seahawks would go, well, we don't want to pay this guy that much money, and he's going to hit free agency in that regard. So if Houston had traded him before that deadline, a team could have extended him a la the Chiefs trading D4 to the 49ers. Yeah. Right. He got signed that night. Frank Clark. Right. Right. Guys on the franchise tag Mm -hmm. who immediately, once they were traded, they were signed within hours. Can't do that with Clowney. So now the question becomes, well, what is the the price tag on Clowney? Because they're not getting a first round pick for him. No. For what? For one season? Because any team trading for him is going, well, we're only going to get one season out of this guy for sure. So here's a third-round pick. If you're Houston, does that make any sense to trade him for a third-round pick? On the surface, you'd say no. But if he doesn't want to be there and you know you're losing him after this year anyway for a compensatory third-round pick in 2021, maybe you do just finally throw your hands up and say, yeah, fine, we'll take a third and a fifth. They've backed themselves into a horrendous corner. People in the league are looking at Houston saying, what is going on? And the inside part is, and I've said this before, but for those who haven't heard it, look, I've had multiple people plugged into this situation tell me Clowney wants to get paid, and you mentioned the name, like a Frank Clark at the Marcus Lawrence, five years, $105 million, something like that. 
The Texans said, no, you're worth about $15 million a year. They disagree on that. Clowney feels he's an elite player. The Texans feel he's a very good player. The Texans, frankly, have some right to feel the way they feel. He's never had 10 sacks in a season before. He's been hurt. Uh, there's a concern about look, once he gets paid, what player are you getting? I don't know Jadavion Clowney personally. I'm not sitting here saying that I, I agree or disagree with that. I'm just saying that that's the facts. That's mm-hmm. how Houston feels internally. They worry about the guy along with the injuries and, and the lack of elite sack production. The bottom line, if Clowney gets the free agency, everyone in the league believes, yeah, if he has another year like he's had the last four years, he's going to get paid big time. He'll get that $100 million. But I've also had a lot of people in the league tell me, including general managers who have said, I wouldn't want to be the guy who pays him $100 million. bucks. No. He's going to get it, but I wouldn't want to be the guy who pays him. But there's always that team. So I think Clowney eventually is going to get what he wants. Uh, but Houston has backed itself into a horrendous corner with this. They should have traded him in the spring. And there were teams calling. I can tell you for a fact, I, I know 100% there was one team that was significantly interested that no longer is. But th- at the time, back in back in April, was sniffing around and the Texans kind of balked at that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why. And, and I'm sure there are other teams as well that I'm not even aware of. The Texans put themselves in the corner. That's what happens when you have 38 general managers. Yeah, it and, seems like a situation in which you'd want a general manager. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, just to <laughs> really, really quickly touch on this, because I promised a little Bill O'Brien here at the top of the show. <laughs> it's for you, Bill O. Yeah, this, it's, and for everybody who uh, – <laughs> one of our listeners, Keith McClain, he, he lives for these, these things about Bill O'Brien. Tweets us about him all the time. Um, look, I don't care about the preseason. I don't care what the scores of the games are. The Texans lost 34 to nothing in Dallas uh, over the weekend. And again, whatever, right? The scores are relevant. What's not irrelevant is the unfortunate situation. Lamar Miller tears his ACL. Nothing yeah. you can do about that. I'm not putting that on O'Brien. It just happens. It's bad luck. That offensive line, they ran three snaps with Deshaun Watson in the game. Sack wiped away on a penalty by Dallas. Handoff, torn shell from Lamar Miller. Sack fumble recovered by Dallas. It's this a trifecta of it's, everything I mean, Bill O'Brien no, represents. No, again, forget the injury. I mean, the injury I just mentioned because it's unfortunate. But as far as Bill O'Brien, how is your offensive line that bad again? To the point that after three snaps of Deshaun Watson being back there, you're all like, you know what? We're good. Maybe not. <laughs> you don't have that luxury in the regular season, Bill. You can't yank him after three snaps and just go, ah, it's all right. We'll put in AJ McCarron. We'll put in Joe Webb. You know, <laughs> Joe you I just don't understand it. How were you that bad? They draft Titus Howard, who a lot of people in the league felt was a significant overdraft in the first round. Mm-hmm. Max Sharping comes in. He has looked very lost in the preseason. Uh, I, you know, they, they, Zach Fulton now has turf toe. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, and I believe it was on the third play of that game in Dallas. You have all these questions. Meanwhile, Trent Williams is just sitting out there, just begging to be traded. I know the Redskins have said they won't trade him, but let's be real. If some team offers them enough, anybody anybody in the league has a price. The Texans have decided, no, that's all right. We'll sit it out. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I am I am hitting my knees every night praying that I don't get killed this season. We sucked 62 times last year, league high. And that offensive line looks like it's well on its way to letting that happen again. How did they not go out and sign Roger Saffold? I mean, yeah, him... Like when, when Khalil was going to come out of retirement, mm-hmm. went to the Jets. I mean, how do you not just offer him a mint? What Whatever you, it takes. Here, since Bill O'Brien is the mad scientist of stupid ideas, what if 
you're the Redskins, okay? You're sitting there. We're like, man, we got Trent Williams. What are we going to do? I'm completely incompetent. And Bill O'Brien calls up and he says, look, I've got a Jadavian Clowney-sized problem on my hand. You want to do a one-for-one? You know what? It's interesting. It's at least a framework or something, isn't it? Maybe you even it out with some picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, maybe – again, again, here's the problem. The Redskins are going to say, I'm getting one year of Jadavian Clowney. Right, like because the Texans waited six oh, weeks too long. God. It's unbelievable. It's so dumb. It's basic mis. It's just a basic misunderstanding of how the league works. I don't. And you know who would have been great figuring that out? Brian Gain, the general manager that they fired <laughs> and then replaced with nobody. Obviously, they tried to replace him and then failed miserably at that with Nick Casario. So the whole thing is such a disaster. And you look at DeAndre Hopkins and you look mm-hmm. at Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless and just you feel bad. It's just gross mismanagement. I don't know what's going on. The Texans don't know what's going on. So you deal with that. You move forward. Another thing for straight from the source, uh, this, this developed over the weekend. Look, there was this rumor that came out that maybe Tyree Kill was on the block. Um, I reached out to a source in the, in the league with, with extensive knowledge of the situation uh, I was told, quote, zero, end quote, as in we have zero interest in trading Tyree Kill. Now, as, and I tweeted this out, and I, I put this in the tweet as well, any player's got a price. Any player. If some team called the Chiefs and said, hey, we'll give you two first-round picks, yeah, of course you're going to listen to that. But the Chiefs are not looking to deal Tyree Kill. It would take a monumental offer for the Chiefs to do that. And frankly, after what they went through in the offseason with this and sticking by him and taking all his hits, it would make no sense for the Chiefs to then turn around and do that. They've been in negotiations with his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus is famously in Kansas. Well, actually, he was in St. Joseph's, technically, uh, at their training camp earlier this month. You'd assume he was there to talk about Tyree Kill with, with general manager Brett Feach. Um, the, the Chiefs are motivated to, to keep Hill long term. Mm-hmm. They've gone through all the negative stuff this entire offseason. At this point, now they want to reap the rewards of that and have them catch you know, 10 touchdown passes for 1,500 yards. But again, unequivocally, I was told by a source who, who certainly has knowledge of the situation, look, zero interest in trading him. So that rumor gets started. It circulates on Twitter. Things go crazy. But barring a team just overwhelming the Chiefs with an offer that they just couldn't refuse – uh, Tyreek Hill, there is there is not a push at all in Kansas City to trade Tyreek Hill. He is central to them trying to win their first Super Bowl in 50 years. All right, Bertram, straight from the source. That's the way I like it. Always, <laughs> always straight from the source. Do the best I can. Those are my two nuggets uh, working on more Only two. Speak. Season's Only almost two. here. You know, it's it's a tough week. And actually, here, I, not that this is a straight from the source thing, but quickly – a bonus. Here bonus. we go. Yeah. Kind of kind of from the source. <laughs> it's like when you find extra fries at the bottom of your bag. Oh, like, oh there we go. Fries. <laughs> or an always. onion ring in your fries. Yeah, they're, always, oh, they're always salty baby, as let's hell, go. too. With all the salt at the bottom <laughs> of your bag. All right, give me the onion ring. What's my onion so, ring? So the onion ring is this. Look, it, this is always a week that it's tough to talk to people inside the league because a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs this week. Yeah. A lot of cut downs. A lot of anxiety around the league. You know, agents... They're antsy. They, they don't really want to talk right now. You know, Teams, they're bunkered down. So right now it's a little quiet on the front, no question. But the, the reason I bring it up is don't forget when you're going through your roster cutdowns, these aren't just names on a piece of paper. These are people. These are your lives. 
Guys are getting cut. Guys are, in some cases, going to be moving to new cities. And these guys, a lot of them have families. Like, yeah. This is a very, very – this is arguably the hardest week in the NFL. You you go from 90 to 53, and now 10 of those guys get retained on the practice squad. But even so, 27 guys across 32 teams getting cut. I mean, you're talking, what, 700 players plus out of jobs. So um, it, it's, it's a tough week, and it's a week that is necessary – but also one that you know everybody in the league dreads. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's it's tough on the execs. It's tough on agents. It's obviously the toughest on the players. Uh, but the, the cut down date is, is Saturday. So you know we've already seen guys like Doug Martin get cut. You know those veteran guys. It's always a nice favor. Agents appreciate it. Players appreciate it. That are veteran guys and they get cut a few days earlier gives them a chance to to, to get their names out there and maybe find the team yeah. and not get lost in the shuffle. Well, thanks for making me feel bad for making an onion ring joke. It's a <laughs> terrible part. <laughs> um, let's talk about something that will make me feel better. And it involves who's going to have the best regular season record this year. We've gone through the odds of head coaches are going to get fired. Jay Gruden still leading the charge there. Uh, teams that are going to have the worst regular season record, uh, the Miami Dolphins led the way there. Now let's talk about teams that are going to have the best regular season record, according to the odds books. If you want to put down some money, win and thank us later. The first, the, the team with the best odds surprises nobody. The New England Patriots, nine to two odds. Then you've got the Rams, the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Does that seem like a good list right there? Is that ordered right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, look, you can make a case for any of those teams. You certainly could. I would throw the Eagles in there as well. Um, the concern with Philadelphia is always going to be Wentz. Yeah. And is he hurt? Um, the Chiefs and Chargers are tough to make that bet on only because they play each other twice. It's a tough division. Uh, you know, the Rams division is, is weaker. The, I wouldn't bet on the Saints because that division to me is a gauntlet. That is a yeah. tough division. The Pats are a good bet because it's not as tough a division. I like the Jets. I think the Jets are better. I think they'll compete for a playoff spot. The Bills are better, but I, I, they're not They're not there yet. And obviously, the Dolphins are in a full-blown rebuild. So, I don't think there's any team – again, I would include the Eagles, but beyond those six, I don't think you could make a real strong case for any yeah. other team having the best record. Um, I, I think look, New England is, is an obvious choice yeah. because it's just – Nine it, to two, those odds. Not, yeah. not winning a lot of money well, on that bet. And, and, and they play in the other divisions. They play the NFC East. Mm-hmm. So they get the Giants and the Redskins, right? I mean, those are probably a couple of wins. Yeah. And then in the AFC, uh, they draw the AFC North, which is not a bad division per se, but it's, there's no team in that division who's on that list either, mm-hmm. right? So uh, if you're New England, you probably feel pretty good. You're getting Houston as part of your first place schedule, but okay, are you that worried about playing Houston? Probably not. You get Kansas City, but you get Kansas City at home. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think New England's a smart bet, although – it's got to be said, New England a lot of times does not start out overly hot. Mm-mm. They always seem to have like that first month of the year, everybody panics about them. They have that one loss they shouldn't have. People go berserk, you know, and then they win the Super Bowl. But as always, yeah. But that New England makes plenty of sense as a top yeah. you know, dog in that. Eagles least. are 10 to 1 odds to have the best regular season record. Okay. What are the odds? Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. 
And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The other teams, he's 9-2 for New England. Got seven to one for the Rams, eight to one for both the Saints and the Chiefs, okay. and then nine to one for the Chargers. So those four teams essentially is pretty yeah. close. Then you've got the Bears at fifteen to one. They're not getting the best. And then you've got a three-way tie at eighteen to one between the Packers, the Falcons, and here's a team that's never, ever, ever been grouped with any of these other teams. And you talk about the Packers, the Falcons, and the Browns. Yeah. Wow, Look, the how Brown- times have changed. The, the, the Browns, are, the, the Sharps in Vegas are just like going lay all the money on Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland's not going to have the best record. The, Bre- the Bears aren't going to have the best record because of Trubisky. If you wanted to make a value bet, the Falcons and the Packers are not all. Those are pretty bets, good, yeah. Right? Because the Falcons were decimated by injury last year, but that's a very good team. And the Packers, if you really believe in LaFleur, as you certainly do. Oh, I have like uh, so many beach houses yeah. purchased with you better my hope stock I've full. invested in. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's going to be the Great Depression over here. Right. So I Where's think, FDR? Bail me out. Yeah. 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 I think, look, ultimately, those are two good value bets. Yeah. Um, New England probably makes the most sense. The only thing, and I'll, I'll sure surely get branded a homer for this. I've never in my entire life picked Kansas City to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Never. A, because I never thought they would. B, because I live in total fear. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be shocked because of Mahomes, because of Reed, because of the improvements on that defense. They kept Hill. They added Hardman. Mm-hmm. Darwin Thompson, I'm telling you now, if you play fantasy football, draft that kid. All those things. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs won 14 games. I mean, they are – you look at the Chiefs, and there's not a whole lot of things about them that you go, well, you know, that's really going to be a problem. I mean, maybe the defense ranks 20th. Who cares? Yeah. They ranked 31st a year ago and went 12-4. and four. If you said to me you had to lay down money, I would lay it down on Kansas City. I just, I just look at them and say – if they don't get hurt, how many teams are beating them? Like realistically, now you know they play the AFC South, which just got a lot easier with luck going out of town. Yep. They they play the NFC North, with which you'd say, okay, not an easy division, certainly tough, but they get the Packers and the Vikings at home. Uh, you know, if you look at Kansas City's first ten weeks of that schedule, you run down the list. Ah, you can go do it, but I mean, they're not playing a bunch of world beaters the first ten weeks. The Colts are probably the hardest team now; they're not. Packers and Vikings at home, Texans at home. So I th- I think ultimately Kansas City and New England are going to end up being the two best teams in the AFC. And I think you're going to look at two teams that are more than capable of winning 13 games plus. The bottom five teams who you should absolutely put like a dollar on oh, maybe, God. but you'll be you'll just light that dollar on just fire instead. Uh, the Cardinals, the Bengals. The Giants and the Buccaneers, all 200 to 1 odds to finish with the best record. Uh, but coming in dead last, the Miami Dolphins, 300 to 1 to have the best record. That would be outrageous. That seems safe enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised the Bucs are that low, and I'm not paying Me too. as a Bucs fan. But I mean, the Buccaneers clearly are not those teams. No. But yeah. You could not like the Bucs or whatever. I, like I said, I think that top five list is pretty solid, and I throw the Eagles in there. I don't think anybody outside those six teams has any realistic shot of of having the best record. Because you got to figure the best record in football at a minimum yeah. is probably 12 wins, probably 13. 
you're probably going to get a 13 and three team in there. Last year we had what two with the Saints and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Pats went uh, 11 and five last year. Chiefs went 12 and four. So Chargers went 12 and four. Bears went 12 and four. You're, you're going to have to get the 13 wins. Yeah, and I, I would suspect any of those teams not mentioned in that six you know, half dozen. I, I don't see it's it. Tough. I don't see. Like I said, the Packers and Falcons are interesting value bets. Maybe you just really believe in Rodgers. The problem is with the Packers is that division. Yeah. Even if they're and they play the AFC West and they have the Chiefs and the Chargers on the road. Oof. So like if they go four and two in the division and lose those other two games, well, there's four losses. Mm-hmm. They're probably not having the best record. The Falcons saying it's a brutal division. The Chiefs and Chargers. The, the the upside is you get Denver and Oakland for a quarter of your games. Yeah. So even if they split with each other, it's five and one, and then you get okay the AFC South, you get Detroit, and you get some of these other teams, and you figure it out. But um, speaking of whom, those top six. Because I just like the groupings here at one hundred and fifty to one, the Lions, the Raiders, and the Redskins. How the Lions are ahead of the box is just <laughs> absolutely stunning. But, yeah, and the, in that grouping too, like if if anything, like I'm, we're not big fans of the Lions here, but I would put them above the Raiders and the Redskins. I'd put them in a slightly different tier, maybe one hundred and. 40 to 1? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say that those three teams are exactly the same. I don't, know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, Matt Patricia and the Grudens walk into a bar. That's a joke. Like, you shut the, you shut the <laughs> door. You turn off the lights. Yeah. Like, you, you shut the door and you never go back in. <laughs> uh, and they own it now. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't see it. Like, I, I mean, I'm not even saying, like, I don't see, like, the best record. Of course, I don't see that. But no, I, I but mean, it's just in that grouping. I, I just, oh, man. Like, maybe it's the fitting. Lions. Uh, all right, not to just bag on Detroit, but let's just quick 30-second exercise. Who are the players on the lines that if the Buccaneers are playing them, as a Buccaneers fan, who are you saying we have to account for that player? In it's, all seriousness. It's, it's honestly just Matthew Stafford, and that's it. And, I mean, their kicker can make kicks. So. It's, Matt it's Matthew Stafford, and then it's, look. Galladay, Kenny, maybe. Kenny Galladay yeah. can't kill us. And we can't carry on Johnson's not. And we're just going to throw the ball away from Darius Slay. If you do those things, you're winning the game. That's it. Detroit man, I I actually feel bad for Lions. It's just can you can you give them anything, something? So is that the fan base we're sponsoring this year? Because we've been the sponsor the past two seasons for Browns fans. We have taken up considerably for the Browns. Yeah, I think it's time. I, th- I think it's. I think we're taking up for the Lions fans. I think. It's Although time. I want to take up for our, uh, our guy in Houston, our Texans fan, who listens to the yes. Bill O'Brien uh, therapy hour. He's actually he's actually a Chiefs fan. He's oh, just, he's, he's just he's, he's just, just here for the, he's here for the chaos. He's here for the he's here for the uh, the consistent throwing under the bus of Bill O'Brien. Some people just like to watch the world burn. That's right. Other people blame. are Bill O'Brien. I don't blame him. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. One of these days we're getting Bill on the podcast. Um, yeah, he can he can defend himself. He can he take shots at us. I don't care. I'll give him a whole list of things you can just go after me for. I don't you know. know. Like my mediocre Mark. GPA. Yeah, that's probably sure. He probably made the wrong call. He'll call a timeout at the wrong spot. <laughs> He'll stop the podcast. He <laughs> um follow Hill and I on Twitter at Matt Verdram at J Dave Hill. Uh, and then also at Stacking the Box. Really, that's the main one to follow. For Josh Hill, I am Matt Verdran, and we will see you again next week. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check other window. Rest chin on ground, look into distance. Bark for no reason. <laughs> 
Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Loose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.